Welcome back to The Underdog Show. I'm Nate Harding, assistant swim coach at the University of Redland Swim and Dive. Today we have episode number three of The Underdog Show, and it didn't disappoint. Man, it's been dope because I'm literally having more fun with each episode we put out. You know, today we had junior backstroke specialist Courtney Prefontaine, along with Swim and Dive alumnus Reese Coe, breaking down the mathematics major here at Redlands. I think that both of them did a pretty good job of explaining various opportunities that the math majors have extending beyond just the education route. In this episode, Courtney and Reese broke down the benefits of being a math major at a liberal arts college like Redlands. And also in this episode, Reese talks about how he navigated his math and physics major to potentially set him up for graduate school at Cal Berkeley and a potential career in professional sports analytics. There's definitely a lot of free game and valuable info in this podcast for students looking to step outside the box with the mathematics major. Stay tuned and listen in. All right. Welcome to episode three. This is actually season two, um, but welcome to episode three of the Underdog Show. I'm excited to get back into it. And today we have two more guests. We have a recent alumni, Reese Co. And then we have junior swimmer, Courtney Prefontaine, kind of mm-hmm. accepting. And today we're going to talk a little bit about um, mathematics here on campus. And I have to admit, this is not my expertise. So um, if you don't hear me talking much, it's because I don't know what the heck they're talking about. But I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited for them to kind of share not only their experiences at, at the University of Redlands and, of course, the Swimming Dive program, but really kind of share some light as to um, share some light into the mathematics program um, here at the University of Redlands. And, you know, I think we've gotten a lot of a lot of great feedback from the previous two episodes. Um, I think you know, um, your teammate, Hannah, did a really good job. I think she set the bar pretty high, um, along with, with Rob and uh, Matt Skinner. So um, no pressure, of course, but but uh, no, I'm excited. I'm excited. So I'm going to introduce you guys. Um, first, we have, I'll, I'll start with brother here, Reese Coe, um, one of our one of our swimmers, also a water polo player uh, at University of Redlands. And so I'm going to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself. Um, you can kind of just introduce yourself and, you know, start with how you, how you got to University of Redlands. Yeah, so uh, I was part of the class of 2020, uh, graduated this last year. Well, I didn't technically graduate, but I received my degree. Uh, <laughs> I swam for three years and I played polo for four, um, but we'll probably get down into that later. Um, but I came from Camarillo, California, uh, out of Ventura County. I'm currently living in Ventura, uh, working for the Naval Surface Warfare Center in Port Wainimi. So our command is responsible for some of the weapon systems on board ships and the, the operational side of the Navy. Um, so I'm a data science staff researcher and do a lot of AI and machine learning development. Um, and I also just started my master's program last week at UC Berkeley, uh, yeah, pursuing a master of information and data science. So yeah, it's a little bit about me and what I've been up to, but. Wow, that was a lot. See, this is what I'm talking about. Like you've already, we haven't even been talking about, we haven't started talking about math and you're already you know what I mean? So, but no, that's awesome. That's awesome. So I'm gonna give Courtney an opportunity to um, introduce herself and kind of, um, she's a, a current student athlete right now. So I'm giving an opportunity to kind of introduce herself. Yeah, I'm Courtney. I'm a math major, obviously a junior. Um, I'm a swimmer. I've been swimming since I was three. So it's kind of all I know. Um, I'm from Orange County, San Clemente, beach girl. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. That's pretty much it. No, that's perfect. That's perfect. That's perfect. So so one of the one of the things that we kind of, you know, allow our audience to kind of get to know you guys as we get a little bit deeper into the conversations. Um, so I want you guys to kind of dive into, you can kind of give me, you know, whether it's super short or there's, you know, maybe some long dramatic story as to why, how you ended up at the University of Redlands or, or why you chose the University of Redlands. Um, I always think it's an interesting you know, um, st- interesting to listen to swimmers or even students, you know, not even just student athletes, so students in general, tell me how they ended up at the University of Redlands. So I'll start with you, Reese. Um, how'd you end up at Redlands? Yeah, so I know out of, call, or out of high school, I wanted to stay in Southern California and I wanted to swim and play polo. Um, so that was a pretty short list of schools and those are mostly just the Skyhawk schools. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of people, 
I wanted to go D3. A lot of people say it's for like academic reasons and everything like that. But I also just wasn't good enough to go D1 or fast enough to go <laughs> D1. So that's the reality of that. Um, but I was checking out like a lot of Claremont schools, you know, a lot of schools in the area. And then one of my coaches um, just kind of advised me to check out Redlands just to like go see it, you know, because there's a lot of things that the school had to offer that you can't just see from online or from talking to a coach or anything. So I went on a recruiting trip and uh, I loved it. You know, the campus is super nice. Um, there's just a lot that it has to offer as a community too, which I love. But uh, yeah, chose Redlands just from, from my recruiting trip. You know, if I didn't sh check out campus or meet the people, I definitely uh, wouldn't have gotten the full scope of it. Nice, nice, nice. I'm glad you're transparent, honest, man. A lot of, a lot of prospective student athletes, you know, they don't have that real conversation with themselves and, and really, you know, be honest and say, okay, um, division three, division two, division one. Cause honestly, we have uh, quite a few students who have the choice that we're recruiting, you know, they can go, you know, across divisions. So awesome. Awesome. Well, how about you, Courtney? How did you, how did you end up here at the University of Redlands? Well, to be honest, it was not on the top of my radar or anything. I wanted to go to a big school. I wasn't planning on swimming at all, but I got a college like counselor to help me figure out what would be the best pathway for me. And he recommended University of Redlands. I was like, no, like I don't want to go there. And I went to the campus and I was like, oh my God, like this is beautiful. And I was like, okay, maybe. <laughs> And then um, my tour guide was actually Michael Talley, who is on the swim team, graduated last year. And he was just telling me how much fun the swim team was. And I was actually going to play water polo. And I, didn't, I wasn't planning on swimming at all. And then I talked to Coach Leslie, and I decided to swim. And that was probably the best decision ever, <laughs> the best team. But, yeah, long story short, was not – my top choice but I don't think I could have made a better choice at all like this is the best choice for me the small class sizes just the community like we said is amazing I've never met more nice faculty ever so I'm really happy with this choice nice shout out to Talag shout out to Talag <laughs> we got it we got to get him on the show soon man I, I wonder what that guy's up to so um for sure for sure I, that's like a, what, what a small you know I never knew that and that's and that's what I love about the show too like you guys like I you guys aren't the only ones like learning things I'm literally learning things as we go about you know my own servers you know so that's the dope part about it. So shout out to Talak, but cool, man. And I think that's something that we definitely communicate as far as, you know, prospective students about the small class size. And, and, and honestly, Courtney, that's that's where a lot of our prospective student athletes are. They've never heard of Redlands or they've heard of Redlands, but they're like, mm, I'm good, you know? Exactly, so, yeah. uh, <laughs> so, but, you know, I think once they get here on campus, even furthermore, once you're enrolled as a student, you really see what Redlands has to offer and it's a lot of amazing things. So I'm gonna move on to my next question. Thank you, those are a brilliant answers. The next question is like, what, what is, um, what has the, the Redlands Swim and Dive um, experience meant to you and or specifically, what has the Swim and Dive um, team meant to your student experience? And I, I'm gonna switch it up and let Courtney, I'm gonna let you answer that one first. Well, it's, the best decision I've made, like I said, to swim. I met my best friends on the swim team, like the first week of school. And I honestly, I joined the swim team as well because I wanted to have like quick friends. And obviously that worked, I'm living with them. <laughs> and yeah, I just can't imagine my college like career without swimming. Um, the team is just so fun we're a family pretty much and we're so encouraging to each other and we have the most school spirit at Skyax for sure and our kids are fine I just I can't talk badly about yeah. it it's the best yeah that's real talk I think I think we do and I'm 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 talking from first first-hand experience because I've I've coached at another team in the conference <laughs> we're not going to give them any any uh any screen or audio time right now so do a little research if you want to know what school i, I coached that before from the conference but i've coached another school uh, in our conference and you know and they have a lot of a lot of team spirit but 
it was just a different energy when I was in, when I was on the side with Revens and just just being real. So definitely, definitely. So what about what about you, Reese? What 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 did the swim and dive um, team do for your student experience? Well, yeah, like Courtney said, you step on campus in day one, you have a community. You know, you have friends just like that who want you to succeed academically, athletically. So that was a big part of it. Um, I had a lot of friends. Most of my best friends that I came in with freshman year were are not did not make it all the way through with me. And some of them weren't in sports, didn't have that community, you know, so I'm lucky that I always had friends um, to come that I wanted to come back to. I always had a reason to come back. Um, and I have friends at other schools too, who lack that community aspect where, you know, they step on campus and they join Greek life, nothing against Greek life. But um, I think this, I think an athletic team gives you the benefit of um, you want to achieve in something positive, not just drinking on the weekends or drinking on the weekdays, you know, like we are all picking each other up to succeed academically and athletically um, in something that will teach you lessons later down the road, not just uh, a shock and a beer. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate you for being honest. That's real talk. I, I think, you know, you said something earlier just about you know the community and then you knowing other student athletes who you came in so you guys came in together as freshmen student athletes on other teams you know there's no knock to other teams of course you know i think there's a sense there's a sense of athletic community you know involved with the redlands athletics but it's difficult it's difficult to matriculate onto your senior year as a student athlete that's just the honest truth you know what i mean no matter if you're a swimming dive member water polo member tennis, cross country is difficult. There's there's gonna come a time, whether that be your sophomore or junior year, where you're like, do I wanna continue doing this? You know what I mean? Like I can have a mm -hmm. lot more free time <laughs> and less stress if I just decide to be a student only, you know what I mean? So that's interesting. And I kinda want- we have that and it's not <laughs> as good. <laughs> <laughs> right by default because of COVID yeah. we, we have that now you know what I mean but I wanted you you know you could chime in too Courtney I wanted you to speak in a little bit more into that like you know because I think that's important for prospective student athletes to kind of understand because I think and I know it because you know Leslie coach Leslie knows the same thing like everybody kind of comes in and has this idea that everything's going to be you know cupcakes and roses you know, and I love, I love swimming. So it has to go right. Right. I, I, I love what I'm going to potentially major in. So that must mean it has, it's going to be smooth selling. So can you talk a little bit about um, the idea of, you know, being able to be a part of a team that encourage you to stick, encourages you to stick it out for four years? Yeah. So, I mean, there are definitely points when I wanted to quit. There are definitely points when I didn't want to go to practice, you know, waking up at five o'clock three times a week kind of sucks sometimes. But uh, I don't know, looking at like the long-term goals um, and the, I don't know, the unselfish reasons of why you do it. Like you have your brothers and sisters all around you who are grinding, working just as hard too. And uh, that helps you get up in the morning, you know, like working out, you know, our, my polo coach, Tom Whittemore, he wanted us to swim in the off season. And he told us that none of you are going to be waking up voluntarily at five o'clock, three times a week to go to swim and just work out. You know, like you need that community around you and uh, I don't know, just having people supporting you and like knowing that other people are struggling with you definitely helps push you through it, no matter how bad it gets. Yeah, shout out to Tom Whittemore, man. Yeah. A low, low key legend, legend with the Redlands Aquatics. I can't, I can't let you speak about Tom Whittemore without getting him a shout out. But yeah, um, that, that's so true. That's so true. What, what about you, Courtney? What, what do you have to say? I mean, add to that. I mean, yeah, like knowing everyone else is doing the same thing as you makes it a little better. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. It, it Swimming takes a lot of dedication, and I think that goes into schoolwork as well. So for doing sports like that for so long, it teaches you a lot of hard work and dedication, and I think that's a good aspect to have in your life. Um, but, yes, I'm, I'm not going to lie, it's hard most of the time <laughs> but you feel so good after it's over you know after you succeed at sky and it's just it's the best feeling yeah for sure i mean you gotta you gotta shoot it to us straight you know uh, and, and i think you're in the process and honestly i think your your story is 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 kind of unique because you had no intentions of 
you know, really being a part of the swim team. And I can understand where you're coming from, like as a high school swimmer and water polo player, right? Like high school swimming to me, you know, like this is my opinion, this is Coach Nate's opinion. High school swimming did not compare to high school water polo. Let's just keep it real. I had way more fun with high school water polo than I did high school swimming. You know what I mean? I love swimming. Swimming is always my first heart, but high school water polo was so fun, you know? So um, I think, you know, you kind of came on and, and Courtney is, is definitely a, a modest person, but you know, she's definitely one of our main, one of, one of our contributors on our women's program. And I think that's the beauty of it, you know, because it was such a, you know, rawness to the idea of like, she didn't even have any plans to be here, but now she's going into her junior year, one of our contributors, not only in the pool, but just our women's team to kind of help lift up other, other women on the team to get through those rough patches in the season where it's like, man, this is hard. You know what I mean? This is hard to balance. I'm stressed out. I got a midterm coming up. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't feel prepared, whatever the case may be, you know, um, I think your story and, you know, hearing everybody's story is, is really important to that. So yeah, definitely, definitely. So cool. Well, well, on the next, the next segment, we're going to talk a little bit about, we're going to get into specifics, you know, as far as the academics at the University of Redlands. And, you know, the one of the reasons why I, I, I asked these two, um, you know, well, I asked the alumni and then, you know, the student to come on and to talk about mathematic, mathematics here at the University of Redlands. And so my first question is going to be, um, you know, why did you decide to major in mathematics? Like what, what kind of brought you to um, declaring that major? And, you know, what were some of the things that maybe happened in high school or some things that happened in your freshman year that kind of was like, eh, you know what? this is the route that I wanted to go. And, you know, what did Redlands have to do with that? You go ahead and start it off, Reese. Um, yeah, so I chose Redlands based on the athletic programs. Um, so I didn't really come with my mindset on math or physics or anything, um, but I thought I wanted to do engineering. So I took a few physics classes because that was the, the route and also was taking math classes because that's just what you need. And then, uh, I don't know, I just got a couple years deep and I was like, oh, I, I should just add on a math major. You know, I don't have to add on that many classes. So uh, I don't know, it all worked out for the best. And I decided I didn't want to do engineering because I wasn't really a hardware, like hands-on kind of person. Um, I like more the statistical side of things and the, the coding aspect of it. So um, yeah, it's all worked out, but uh, I, I still had no idea. So if you're still undecided and have no clue what path you want to take, um, there's definitely resources at Redlands and anywhere to, uh, to get you on the right path. Yeah, that's good. I, I want to dig a little bit deeper in there because I like, you know, it's honestly, it's kind of mind boggling to me, you know, I'm, when I talk to student athletes on the phone or over Zoom and I have to ask them like, well, what do you plan on majoring on? And, but when I really majoring in, but I really think about that question, they're like 16, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like if they do have an idea, it's a strong possibility that that's going to change at some point between now yeah. and when they declare a major, right? So um, I want you to talk a little bit about um, you know, is that is as a as a current student, you you can kind of see and piggyback off of your peers' experience. Is that kind of a common thing where students kind of come in and it's like, well, I wanted to major in engineering, but now that I'm into it and I've taken a couple courses, um, I want to go this direction. Is that kind of a common thing, or you know, from just from your experience and your peers and your students you've been around, was um, is it been more common where students kind of know like I want to do this? Uh, I think it's been pretty, pretty wish-washy, you know, like, so at Redlands, you're not allowed to declare until the end of your sophomore year. So even if you think you know what you want to do, you're not allowed to even declare, um, which is a good, good thing, I think, in my opinion, because you really get to try out a few different things. And, uh, you know, I started taking math classes my first term because I knew that was something, something in that direction um, is what I wanted to pursue, but um, I didn't exactly know. So it kind of helped not having to commit so early um, and having being able to get some classes under my belt to really decide but yeah I had a lot of friends who switched up a lot of things but you know really narrowed it down as the years went on nice 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 man that's that's good and I I, I hope a lot of if your perspective student athlete and you heard that I hope you know that makes sense because even if you have a strong idea it seems like Reese you had a good idea that you were going to do engineering you know and go or go that route and you know after taking a few classes, it's like, well, never mind, <laughs> you know. So, um, what about you, Courtney? Um, you know, what, what was your journey as far as choosing a math major? 
Um, I just remember like in second grade when I was learning how to like add and multiply and stuff. I loved it. And I I always loved it up until Calc One. I had the hardest Calc One teacher in high school and I was kind of struggling in that class. But then I took Calc Two with the same teacher and I improved so much for some reason. <laughs> and I started to really enjoy it and I'm like, I might be kinda good at this, you know, like so he kind of influenced me to be a math major as well. So I applied to all the schools for a math degree. And I don't know if they changed it, but um, I actually declared freshman year. So I don't know if that's anything or whatever. Maybe, but, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I was pretty sure I wanted to be a math major. I was also, I came into college in Calc 3. So I kind of skipped a few classes, not skipped, but like tested into a few classes yeah <laughs> so i told you she's um, a little modest so. you know basically she, <laughs> she said she's ahead of the game so i was able to declare as a, as a freshman no, i'm just playing. but anyway <laughs> no I, I no that's 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 really good and i and you know as you were talking courtney this reminded me of really like the the ebbs and flows of what we go through as coaches because oftentimes you know like when we're introducing certain events like the 200 backstroke or <laughs> <laughs> or or the, or the 400 IM or you know what I mean it's kind of like the first you know not to say that you guys you know develop a just a passion for those events you know but we kind of have to ease it in there you know so at first you guys are kind of like cussing us out you know what I'm saying when you put your head <laughs> in the water but then you know as you guys improve and you actually get better it's like okay you know now I don't feel too bad about coaching that you put me in a 200 backstroke anymore you know yeah. and I still don't not too fond of it but I'm okay with developing, you know what I mean? And maybe I can, maybe I can get something out of him putting me in this event. You know what I mean? That's what it just reminded me of. So like, just want to kind of correlate that to, you know, what maybe most of our, our listeners, you know, would understand is in the swim aspect of things, but awesome. Awesome. So I don't think I've ever enjoyed the two fly. <laughs> no part of the two fly is enjoyable, but I know, I'll still I... do it for you and Leslie, but <laughs> No, but you're you're so right. Like once you see those results, it's so satisfying, and you just want to yeah. keep moving forward with it. Sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, and that's a part of the journey. I think, you know, subconsciously, I think that's what makes being a part of a team, being a student athlete, while you're going through your academic grind, so important and so beneficial because, you you have you know the lessons you learn from your academic classes and you know wonderful professors. But a lot of those lessons like directly can correlate to what's going on in the pool. And so it's just like almost you get you get hit in the head twice, you know, what I mean? you get the lesson twice, you know what I mean? One in the pool and one in, in the academic side. So you're really just maturing as a person as you matriculate through your years. So that's the beautiful thing, you know what I mean? And I'm a little biased, you know what I mean? Because, you know, we're all connected to Redlands, you know, and not to say you can't have that at any other program, but I'm a firm believer that you know, it's, it's, a, it's something special going on in the way we do that here at Redland. So cool. So I kind of wanted to, before we get into our next segment, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, opportunities. You know, I hear a lot, like one of the big things that comes up is from our um, prospective students is opportunities with internships, opportunities with, you know, potential jobs, like, you know, especially with what's going on uh, with the pandemic and, you know, like job market going up and down, you know, I mean, like what opportunities am I going to have either while I'm a student at Redlands and then furthermore, after I graduate from Redlands, as far as grad school, as far as, you know, like I said, the job market. So, you know, I'll let you go first, Reese. Um, you know, yeah. just being at Redlands in general, you know, how did that set you up for opportunities um, while you're an undergrad undergraduate um, as far as your careers and, and everything's like that? And how did it set you up as far as, you know, after you finished with Redlands? Yeah, something I was really surprised with after graduating is how, like, why our Redlands network is, you know, I didn't expect there to be so many alum out there in the workforce. Um, when I'm scrolling through LinkedIn, there's always alumni in pretty much every, every company. So that's always nice to know that there's someone who could vouch for me. Um, but while I was an undergrad, there were a lot of uh, the professors and there's some courses that are really big on getting you those summer opportunities and the areas that you can do summer research in. So after my sophomore year, I applied to probably 15 different um, programs, but I didn't get into any of those ones. Um, I, those are all academic like research uh, opportunities where they're at a university and they're funded by the NSF. 
But um, so those that's if you want to go more the academic route. And like my distinction between that and like industry work is like I don't love math. I love the applications of math. You know, so I, I don't love just researching math just for the hell of it. I, I want to like see the applications of it. And uh, um, so I did internships at, com at um, actually where I'm working right now. And, uh, you know, it's probably a good thing that I didn't end up getting any of those research opportunities because then maybe I wouldn't have the job that I'm at right now. But there, the professors in the math department and the physics department were definitely pushing us and giving us hundreds and hundreds of different opportunities. And they're always more than happy to write a letter of rec or I recommend you did specific programs or to some of their colleagues across different universities. So it's definitely helped. Nice, nice. I think that I'm glad you talked about the difference between like applied math and like pure math. I know I did a little bit of research before the interview. So like, <laughs> I'm gonna try to pretend like I know what I'm talking about, but no, um, <laughs> but no, I think that's that's good because I think that, that the idea of engineering, you know what I mean? Like that's still probably Kind of helped you even though you didn't want to go that route is you still wanted to go that route of applied math you know what i mean so um and there's there's i would imagine there's an avenue for for each type of student you know what i mean um but i know yeah, when I've, I've i've just sent out cold calls and messages on linkedin and instagram mm -hmm. and stuff to alum to say hey i'd love to pick your brain about how you got into this industry mm -hmm. or how you got into this company um so if there's anyone listening who's a pr prospective student hit me up on linkedin or instagram or something but uh i mean one happy chat because i know um i just want to return the favor for all those alum who helped me out yeah and even reese is always sending me new opportunities for something yeah. every month i get a text from reese here's this <laughs> your internship this summer here's a little essay thing for what was it 500 bucks 300 bucks yeah 200 200 bucks yeah but man that's that big. runs deep and so I, I, I don't want that to go over the listener's head. You know what I mean? Like number one, what you just said about co-calling alumni and just saying, you know, hey, how did you get this opportunity? Like, what, what is it that I need to do to kind of set myself up for an opportunity like what I see you're in right now? You know what I mean? And that's the first thing. The second thing is how you're graduating or finished that residence and then you are now still kind of giving back to students who are kind of figure, you know trying to figure out their way you know what i mean texting courtney and say hey here's this opportunity and here's this and i think that goes a long way and that just speaks to not only because students always ask me about like you know how close is your team you know i feel like that's kind of a borderline loaded question you know what i mean because because yeah, <laughs> it's like uh, yeah they're close you know um <laughs> They're, no they're coach close. is going to be like, ah, oh, yeah. our, our guys hate each other. <laughs> right. So <laughs> <Not> disconnected. <laughs> but, but I can go a little bit deeper. Like after hearing you talk, Reese, I can go a little bit deeper into and give you specific examples of like, and this is somebody like, you know, this, this speaks to our men's team and our women's team, right? And here's a current member of the women's team. Here's an alum, alumna from, you know, the men's team sending texts, you know, about mathematic opportunities, you know what I'm saying, as far as industry, like that's huge. And so, um, you know, not to say that we're not, the, I'm not going to pretend like we're the only people who do, we're the only campus and program that does that. But, you know, I, I know firsthand because I have a lot of coaching friends like that does not happen in every program. For sure, it does not happen in every program. So, um, you know, in some programs, it's even like a doggy dog world. It's like, you know, I'll, I'll cheer for you in the pool deck, you know, and, you know, and smile on your face and, of course, support you and, and treat you with respect more in the pool deck, of course. But I will not go out of my way to make sure you're taken care of after I'm gone, <laughs> you know what I mean? So that just speaks to, you know, the atmosphere of what we have at Redlands. But yeah, I'll, I'll let you speak a little bit about it, uh, Courtney. Um, well, I am a junior, so I really haven't had too many opportunities yet just because like, I'm gonna start researching it for this summer. And like I said, Reese has been texting me like different opportunities and stuff. I've reached out to a few um, alumni just yeah picking their brain basically about how they got to where they are um but I think advisors help a lot I go to my advisor for pretty much everything math related and she she helps a lot so advisors are definitely someone to lean on let me ask you this is it do you feel you know I feel like parts of that can be overwhelming like you know pandemic aside yeah, that in itself can be overwhelming. Like, how are you going to navigate all of this and, you know, navigate your student experience and what you're supposed to be doing as far as creating opportunities? But, you know, do you feel like the professors, your peers, 
current team members, former team members have given you kind of a sense of peace? Like, I don't have all the answers now, but I know, you know, I'm comfortable with my network of people here at, at, at on campus and with the swimming dive team to kind of help me and nudge me to kind of create any opportunity that I need be, that need be. Yeah, I mean, it's cool seeing your teammates and former teammates like being successful with their jobs and finding their jobs. Um, also, it's really helpful to know that like every professor is welcome to you asking them questions. Like uh, you were talking about Sandy Coons early, earlier. I could probably email him, ask him any question and he'd probably respond with something really helpful. So. A lot of our professors are very knowledgeable with that kind of stuff too. And that's really helpful. I started talking before I unmuted myself. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm glad you brought up Professor Kuhn. Shout out to him because like I literally, Shout out, I, 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 I emailed him and he emailed me back. Now professors, especially as we prepare for students coming back on campus, there's a lot going on on campus right now. so. I literally emailed, I was like, man, I, I kind of waited till Thursday. I should have, I should have sent this email out on Tuesday. I'm like tripping. And like, I sent the email. I'm not even kidding. He emailed me back like 45 minutes. I'm like, man, <laughs> and, it, and he answered every question that I asked. And I, and I emailed him back like, this is, this is perfect. But one of the questions I asked him, you know, I asked him was like, as far as prospective students, you know, looking to mathematics, like where are most common questions, you know, students have about being a math major in today's day and age? Um, and he basically said that, you know, there's a lot of like misconceptions about the job market and a lot of students, you know, when they think about math, they just think about, you know, being going into education, basically. Like, so being a math teacher is one of the things that a lot of people just think about, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm one of them. Like I, maybe just me being ignorant into the ideas and, you know, concept of mathematics and, you know, I didn't understand and I didn't really think about it until I started doing a little research before this this interview, you know, the idea of applied mathematics and, and pure mathematics and how that falls in like your different career fields. So um, can you guys talk a little bit about like, you know, um, what you learned, you know, and I know Reese, you had an idea about, you know, the direction you want to go as far as engineering and then that changed, but how has the Reathers department kind of changed you know, how you view mathematics, you know, and then maybe even change. So maybe you had an idea of what you wanted to do and maybe you're exploring some other ideas as far as a career. Um, Courtney, now that you've been in, you know, this is your third year into the program. Um, I mean, yeah, my mind has changed a lot of the time. Like my goal would to be doing like stats for the NFL or something. I know that's not very likely, but <laughs> That's um, dope. I know. I'll meet you there. What do you mean? I need some connections first. <laughs> hey, so look, check this out, Courtney. Like, I'm I'm really big into sports, and we can talk offline about you know some of the stuff that I got going on. But you know, it's all about who you know and you know mm -hmm. what you're willing to to be able to offer as far as value. So I could tell you right now, that's not that's not unrealistic. You know what I mean? Um, based on who you know, and that's also one of the beautiful things about being in Southern California as well. Um, just like the access that we have to not only our own athletic department, but you know, the number of college athletic departments that are around us and then the number of professional sports teams that are around us within, you know, within a 60 mile radius is like kind of ridiculous, you know. So yeah, um, that's not unrealistic, you know. So definitely we, we'll talk offline though. We'll talk off. Okay. Offline. <laughs> All right. Um yeah, that would be great. Um I also am thinking about like being an actuary maybe. There's just a lot of different options that you can go with math. And I, yeah, like you said, I don't think people realize it because every time I tell someone I'm a math major, they're like, what? <laughs> they're like, you want to be a teacher? I'm like, no, there's other things you can do with that. And I just don't think people realize it. Cause I mean, it is, it does seem like a very, I don't like narrow major. I don't really, like, I think that's people's misconception of it is that you can't do too much with it. But honestly, you can do a lot with being a math major. There's so, like Reese was saying, there's so many applications to math, whether it's engineering or data analysis, like anything. So I gotta keep researching, keep asking my advisors and hopefully I'll find a connection to the NFL. <laughs> so you gotta speak into existence. I'm telling you, trust me, trust me. But yeah, Reese, what about you? You know, how's, how's math kind of, 
you know, shaped, I mean, the, the math department here at Redlands or Redlands, your experience at Redlands shaped, you know, what you thought math could give you as far as opportunities are concerned. Yeah, our, our department specifically is pretty broad. You know, I like got a bigger school, they would have pure math degrees and applied math degrees, um, but ours is pretty broad. So you get a wide scope of all the different applications. Um, so that was good to know all the different areas of it. But um, so like, I'm gonna get into data science. Um, I'm going in that direction with it. So it's kind of like um, combining computer science and math. But uh, I had uh, this girl in my class who was a math major and she got into finance. You know, and like, she doesn't necessarily write proofs or anything in her job day to day, but the employers know that like you're good at problem solving, you're good at analytical thinking, and you're good at like really working through a problem. So, I, you know, if you go to anyone and say, oh, I was a math major, no one's going to look down on you for that. You know, no employer is going to ever look down on your abilities for that. You know, they would all, they'll always take that into consideration. And Courtney, I just applied to a couple of jobs at the NBA league office yesterday. So uh, I'll, I got you. I got I'll your connections. I'll be I'll be there one day. That's the Sweet. goal. Yeah, hit me up. <laughs> nice, nice. I'm gonna have to hit you up for some connections now. But <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, that's dope. So uh, before we move on to the next point, could you give me an example, right? So like I said, a lot of a lot of students, and I'm I'm guilty of this. When we think about math majors, you know, we're limiting our thoughts to just the idea of teaching math in education, right? So what are some examples, you know, when you talk about applied, you know, math to where, you know, just to give the, the listeners some examples um, of that, of the statistics example is great, you know, like in data, data analysis, that's, that's a brilliant um, example, but could you give the audience just, you know, and either one of you guys can chime in um, some kind of tangible examples of career choices that they can go? Yeah, so, and specifically like to be a data scientist, like what I am working towards, um, you know, you can do things like say you have a big data set of a million points of like uh, housing of the housing market in Redlands, you know, they have all these different houses and then you want to predict how much this certain house that's going to go on the market should be worth. Then you can run an algorithm, create a model based on the different fields and the different uh, metrics that they have to predict this, this price. So that's just a basic model uh, example of regret regression that I'm working on but there's a lot of different applications in machine learning and data science. Um, I know there's a big buzzwords right now and they don't really mean much to m many people, but um, that's, that's, an, that's a growing industry and uh, there's gonna be a lot of jobs popping up in there in a couple of years. No, that's good, that's good. And I think, I mean, I mean they may have been quote unquote buzzwords, but you know, even someone who's not in that field, I understand what you, what you were saying, you know what I mean? And I think, you know, that idea of bringing value, you know, and because the, the concern is like, well, how can I be a value in the marketplace in 2021, 2022, when, mm -hmm. you know, the world is a lot of things shifting in the world, you know what I mean? Like right yeah. before our eyes. So, um, you know, how can my degree at Redlands and my experience at Redlands still set me up to offer value in the marketplace, even though those shifts are happening, you know what I mean? So I, I love that, that was a brilliant answer. I think, um, you know, more of our students need to hear answers like that. And I think, you know, I, and I, this is me, if I'm talking from my own sets of experience, set of experiences, but I think if, and when you deal with high school, a lot of things are like cookie cutter, you know what I mean? So like when I'm talking to student athletes, some of the things they say is kind of like, man, if you only knew, I, I've heard that question probably a million times. I've heard that response a billion times, you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, I think, you know, that just speaks to what, like how our, 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 our high school students and prospective student athletes are kind of being set up, you know? And so I think it's important for our students to kind of be in a, an atmosphere and an environment to where those, 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 some of those kind of, I don't know, barriers and obstacles, you know, with their mind, it can be broken. You know, you can kind of mm -hmm. have people lift you up. So it's awesome. I don't, I don't know if you wanted to add anything, Courtney. I think he covered it. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. So in the next segment, um, we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, some things that you guys wish you knew or, you know, just really some advice that, you know, from your set of experience, um, that you want to give prospective student athletes like who are either, either in high school or even like you know who are freshmen right now like what is you know something so 
I'm gonna ask you guys, what's something that you wish um, you knew as a high school senior or a college freshman about mathematics in general, um, the department, the departments here at Revens, was something that you, you know, had to learn the hard way or that you wish you knew um, back then that you know now that maybe um, our prospective student athletes or our, our high school or college freshmen could benefit from? And it doesn't okay. matter who goes. Yeah, go ahead, Reese. Um, so something that I wish I would have known um, is just like how good it feels to matter in a community, I guess like the whole idea of being a big fish in a small pond versus a small fish in a big pond. You know, my two big choices um, at the end of my college decision were Cal Poly Slow and Redlands. So huge school, no sports, you know, like who knows where I would have been ended up or small school played sports, you know, had a community. And uh, I wish I, or I'm glad I'd made the decision I did because I was someone like I could walk around campus and see all my friends or, or like know people passing by me and like see professors that knew my name, you know, and knew my face. I wasn't just another number, just one of 10,000 students on campus, you know, like it felt good to be a big fish in a small pond. So I wish, I wish I can, or I hope I can just iterate that out to, out to prospective students that like, you know, going to big, big name schools with 30,000 people is great, but, um, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed my experience at Redlands being someone. Yeah, just yeah. to piggyback off of that, um, I know people that don't ever see, like if they go to a big school like San Diego State, I know they don't see their friends around campus. I'm like constantly seeing people I know. And like you said, the professors know your name. You're in a collective small uh, class and you guys all help each other, like you study together um and that's really nice and i i just can't imagine like going somewhere and not seeing people around you know like i don't know yeah my physics graduating class was four so you can imagine <laughs> wow. my my class wow. is really small and we got to know each other really well you know yeah yeah, that's 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 something that, like I said, we, you know, when I'm talking to students and, you know, if I ask a general question, like, you know, what are you, you and your parents looking at? Are you guys looking at, you know, small school, big schools? And, you know, some students will say, well, I'm open, you know, and that's that's great. I have nothing against that at all. Um, but I really sometimes I don't think they understand the pros and cons. Right. Or, you know, what they're really looking for in an experience. Some of the things that you said, Reese and Courtney, you guys were speaking to you, like literally your experiences, right? Like, you know, Courtney brought up a point where I'm, you know, what are you going to experience as you walk the campus? You know, like, I think people don't really think about, they just think about like, you know, certain kind of, I don't know, buzzwords, you know, when it comes to college, like large class sizes. Oh, I like large class sizes, small classes. Oh, I like small, like, but what are you going to experience? You know what I mean? Like if, if I have four people in my graduating class for my physics, physics major, what does that mean for my experience? You know, so I I think you know, and I do my best to try to communicate that to prospective student athletes, whether they end up coming to Redlands or not. You know, um, to try to explain to them like it's really what you and your parents want for you as far as a, a college experience. You know, um, so I guess we'll piggyback off this one. This wasn't one of my questions, but I'm curious to know, like as far as your student experience. Um, what things have you guys learned, you know, just piggybacking off of that, like, like what, what, and it could be pros or cons. It could, you know, everything about this podcast doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, amazing, amazing, but you know, what are some things, you know, where you had maybe even learned about your student experience and you're still learning about your student experience, maybe for Courtney, um, that you, um, wish you were well prepared for, or you had no idea was coming, <laughs> you know, um, especially being a student athlete. You know, so what are some of the experiences that you guys are either experiencing currently or you experienced Reese when you were an undergraduate that you had no idea was coming and you wish somebody kind of explained to you, you know, how things really work as far as being a student athlete? Yeah, so something like I've reflected upon a lot since graduating is like the different phases I went through of college, you know, like so coming in as a freshman, you can create this whole new identity. You have no one looking over you, no parents, right? For the first time in your life, you can just be your complete self or like whoever you want to be. 
And then I definitely like fell out of line and looked up to the wrong kind, the wrong kind of guys, you know. And like there were some times when I did some questionable things that, um, looking back now, I definitely regret. Regret, but it was all learning experiences, you know. But I would just, I wish I would have taken took notice of like who I was looking up to and who I was modeling my behavior after, right? Because a lot of those guys who are older guys on the polo team and the swim team are not doing well now you know like they're not successful in life they're not happy in life um but back then it looked on the outside like they're having a great time and living up at parties and you know they had everything i wanted but um those shallow things weren't the long-term weren't long-term stakes of happiness yeah and what Reese said is like you can really be who you want to be like i came to the school not knowing a single person which I'm not like I can barely go to the grocery store alone. Like I hate doing things alone. <laughs> um, so that's kind of a big deal for me. But I'm I am so much stronger because of it. I think I've gained so much confidence just being in college. And I think it, obviously people are older and probably more mature than they were in high school. But people in college are just so so much so much nicer. People don't really judge. It's just I don't know. It's a it's a big difference but it's I think we all make mistakes too yeah um but just I would say like live live it up you know like college you got four years you know I would do it all over again yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah I I was gonna piggyback off what you just said Courtney like no lie that the people that I met in college are to this day like I was I was on a group, you know, um, I used like the house party app. And like, really the only reason why I use that app is because my college friends were all on it. And we literally probably once a week all get on for about 20, 25 minutes and clown and reminisce about college. <laughs> like literally, I'm not exaggerating. So then, you know, they guys were at my wedding, were at my my first daughter's baby shower. Like these are guys that I was at college with. So I think, you know, you, I definitely underestimated um, you know, what my college community and the guys that are around, um, what that would mean to me in the future, you know, because when you're, college, you're young, you're still a young adult, you know, you're still having fun, you know, college is kind of like a class fun, you know, hang out with my, with my friends, you know, you don't really understand as you matriculate and become, you know, when you get past college, like what those relationships will mean. And I think you have to, for me, you know, and like you said, Courtney, everybody's going to make mistakes. You're going to, you're going to bump your head a few times. You're going to learn the hard ways, the hard way with, with academics, with relationships, with, with sports, you know, things aren't always going to be perfect, but it's important that you at least look at something like college decision, where I'm going to go to school and, you know, look at the people there and, you know, listen to things like this that can kind of give you an idea so that at least you set yourself up, you know what I mean? So now, you know, if Courtney's going through something, you know, she has her teammates to kind of lift her up. If she's kind of struggling with whatever, you know what I mean? She has a community, you know, it's not, I'm going through this and I'm at this large school and I don't have any community, but there's people who, there's literally people, the student athletes who literally battle with that, you know what I mean? So it's not uncommon, especially in today's, you know, day and age of mental health. So I think that's super important, you know, and that's why, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this show, because like I said, I, I get to learn a little bit more, not only about what you guys are doing on the academic side, but, and I, I'm somewhat familiar of, you know, what you guys do in the pool, <laughs> but like, I get to see another side as far as, you know, how things matriculated. So definitely, definitely. I don't know if you wanted to add to that, Reese, or. Yeah. I mean, what you were saying about like reminiscing with college friends, you know, I've been FaceTiming stuff with uh, some of my old teammates um, and those are some of my best friends in the world now you know like we always say that we came in as children and left as adults yeah. all together so like it, it's a real special relationship you know I've I have friends that I've known since I was five but like the, the friends that I've made in college like definitely mean something different because we've grown up so much in those four years together yeah hey, for even sure. I'm reminiscing with all the graduates like Bert <laughs> calls me at least once a month shout out Bert <laughs> Bert Bert shut up <laughs> Hey, you know, yeah, so you got to get him on the show. I got to, I got to. It wouldn't oh be God, right. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be right. So I sent the mass text out to the, I, you got to read I'm a text, uh, email out. And Bert hit me back, like, yeah, I'd love to be on the show. I was like, little do you know, Bert, 
everyone would love for you to be on the show. Oh yeah, yeah. little do you know. You got, yeah. you guys gotta, uh, you guys gotta help me out on who the guest will be because it has to be just right. You know, it has to be whoever. You, no, you don't on. even need a second one. Just, just bring Bird on. <laughs> oh my God, you'll get your entertainment for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Bird and Skinner, actually, that'd be funny. Yeah, stay tuned <laughs> for the uh, the highlight of season two. <laughs> oh my goodness yes that would be too funny yeah i think though just knowing bert though he it's going to be highlight but if it was just me and him he would be treated as very formal you know what i mean so i gotta have somebody like you know to, to, it's gonna yeah. make him lighten up you know somebody who's he's been around a lot more and he's been around you guys a lot more than me but yeah no so i'm gonna wrap it up with um last question here and I want you guys to kind of, we're going to go back to, you know, the swim and dive team and, you know, the experiences. Um, you can kind of give me either a memory or, you know, just kind of just give me your thoughts on the swim and dive team as far as, um, you know, we, we, we talked earlier about what the swim and dive team has meant to you as far as community, but I also kind of wanted to, to get like, maybe it's a story or you can get into like, get into not only what the swim and dive team has meant to you, but you know, um, as far as I want to know a little bit more about the community aspect of the swim and dive team is what I'm trying to say. So talk a little bit more about the community, um, specifically the women's program, specifically the men's program. Um, and so if I have a student athlete who says, you know, like I've looked at your Instagram, it seems like a fun team, seems cool, coaches seem cool. Um, what is it that's unique about the Redland swim and dive community, um, you know, that would, persuade a student to come here once they experience it like if somebody had the opportunity to kind of be a fly on the wall you know what I mean with you guys hanging out socially or hanging out on the pool deck you know what's unique about the Redlands swim and dive team and from your experiences you can give me a story or you could just tell me how you feel about it I think something that's unique is like I don't think of it as a men's team and the women's team you know a lot of college programs they practice separately they go to meet separately. It's all completely different um, teams, you know, but when I think of our team, I think of all the guys, all the girls, um, all the events we're doing outside the pool is all together. Um, so that's something unique is, and even after, since graduating, we were planning um, to do some homecoming thing, even without the restrictions of COVID. And then as we got closer and closer, we ended up canceling it, but we just kept pushing it back. We're like, okay, maybe next month we can do it. And then we just, we'd find these Airbnbs and then, okay, maybe next month we can do it. it fell through again, like literally six times it fell through. Um, but we're just waiting for something safer, but we're all uh, bummed we can't get together. You know, like it's, uh, we all miss each other. And it's not even like some surface level thing. Like I'm still hitting these people up. I'm still talking with these guys almost daily. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I miss it a lot, Courtney. You can't take it for granted. Yeah, I know. The situation we're in right now is not the best, but um, what comes to mind for me is like an amazing race. And I didn't get to compete in the inner squad last year, but I heard it was fun. <laughs> I was sick, but like trivia day, like stuff like that. Hell week, oh my God. Honestly, freshman year, we had two weeks of hell week, best two weeks. I was just hanging out with my friends, swimming our hearts out for five hours. <laughs> And then sleeping and eating, like, what more could you ask? Like, no schoolwork is honestly the most fun two weeks. But it's stuff like that. Like, you're hanging out with your team. You guys are having fun in the pool, even working hard. Um, it's just, I don't know. It, it doesn't seem like work to me. Like, it, it, it's fun. I enjoy going. And back when I was on club, I would dread going. And now I'm, like, excited like once we get back in the pool, I'm so excited to go and see everyone. And yeah, 4 p.m. is always the best time of the day, every day. Yeah, you know? right. Yeah. And I can feel that too. Like you guys don't know. Like you know, sometimes I'm just having a busy day. You know what I mean? And like whatever's going on, and I'm like, man, you know, I just I just finished writing the practice, and it's just like all hell is breaking loose. You know, and then I come, I hear Skinner yell like. Bah! You know what I'm saying? And I just start smiling, you know, and then I get excited to come out, you know, on the portal, even though my day has been crap, you know, so yeah. I think, you know, it's not even, I think it transcends, you know, and I, can, I know you guys can probably speak to people who aren't even on the swim and dive team, like, 
you know, maybe their energy, you, if you guys know people in the dorms or even off campus, their energy is kind of off. And then you guys kind of come in. It's just like, well, they, everything's kind of cool now, you know? So I had a cool day at practice. It was hard, but I was going to tell you, Courtney, can you speak to um, just a little bit, you don't think it was the full story if you don't want to, but like just a little bit of your journey as far as like you deciding to swim and, you know, cause I guess if people really knew like the amount of yardage or the, you know, like the amount of work that's involved, you know, and swimming is not a sport to where you just like, it's fun. It's, that's why I think water polo is like, at least there's a ball involved and at least everything isn't centered around swimming up and down. Like at least I can be entertained to some extent, you know, so you have to be very mentally tough to train swimming. Um, but can you talk a little bit about just your journey as far as deciding to join the swimming dive team? And like I said, you've yeah. been fortunate enough to be one of the, you know, one of our scorers and contributors and, you know, I know that was somewhat unexpected, but it was like just the icing on the cake. You know, I really feel like even if that wasn't the case for you, you know, it still would have been so, so fun for you. So can you just talk a little bit about that. Yeah, well, I was on club since I was three. So I quit when I was 14. So that was 11 years on one of the hardest clubs, I would say. Pretty notorious for being pretty hard, the Mishmiho Natadors. Mm. Um so when I was like 11 or 12, I started getting really burnt out. I stayed with it for two more years. And then I quit on a Friday. And then on that Monday, high school swim started. So I didn't even get a break then. Um, <laughs> but that was great. And then freshman year of high school was really fun, you know, new, whatever. And then sophomore year, like, I'm not saying it wasn't fun, but I was burnt out again, as a lot of people can be. Like, there's no way I'm swimming in college. That's not going to happen. Then I talked to Michael, and he was just telling me how fun it was. And then I talked to a few other people on the team, and they were telling me how fun it was as well. And I was like, yeah, okay, like, I'll try it out. I don't have to stick with it, but I'll try it out. Um, then I met some of the girls on the team. They're really cool. Still hang out with them. <laughs> Still live with them. Um and that kind of, I'm more of like a social aspect swimmer, but then <laughs> like, <laughs> but seeing my results as well, like I worked hard freshman and sophomore year, surprisingly, um, and that, it paid off. Like I, and I liked it. I liked seeing my results. It was kind of new because the last time I really peaked was when I was 14, but being at practice, like I said, it doesn't feel like work. It's fun even when we cruise, like, <laughs> I like once the cruise is over, like, we're all laughing and having fun, you know, with our beat red faces and stuff, but a lot of times we're, and the swim meets are really fun, a lot of times, like, when we do um, stations, like, on Saturdays, that's so fun, and then we're all hanging out after, it's just a community, and I don't think I would still be on the team if it wasn't like that, if like you and Les didn't change up the workouts and like it, it, it didn't stay boring, you know, like swimming, you said swimming is boring, but the way like our team interacts, it just, it doesn't feel like work. Like I said, for the third time. <laughs> yeah. If I could piggyback on that. Um, yeah, I, I only swam or I swam my first two years and then I chose to go abroad in the spring of my junior year. Um, and I kind of went about my second year, like thinking this is going to be the last time I ever swimming. You know, I, I, I really worked hard because I thought that that was going to be the end of that chapter for me. And then I came back my senior year and I begged Leslie to let me back on the team. And uh, I, I'm so thankful that she did because I don't think my senior year would have been as complete without it. But yeah, I, I definitely was ready to quit and ready to hang up my Speedo. And then, uh, I don't know, I, there was a void missing and I needed to swim again. I needed to be a part of the community, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, like, this uh, conversation makes me smile. But yeah, no, I, I, I definitely couldn't agree more. Um, I think you guys look like you're having fun. And of course, like, in the middle of a cruise set, you know, for anybody who doesn't know, our cruise set, um, I, who, who named it the cruise set? That has to be like, a, that sounds like Leslie probably, you know, kind of <laughs> named it Cruise. Yeah. That sounds like something she would do, but. Um, it, no, not cruising. Yeah, you're not cruising. It's just basically brutal, uh, you know, typically Mondays, brutal, you know, traditional, you know, tough interval, a lot of yardage, just, you know, low rest, just 
Right. So that, you know, yeah. on Mondays, you know, once a week we typically do. So um, I, it's so interesting to watch them because it's like, you, you hate the aspect, the fact that you're doing cruise, but like Courtney said, it's not that bad because you get to, you know, really enjoy it with your friends, you know, but yeah. So I, um, I really, you know, I, as a coach can appreciate that, like how you guys energy and how you guys feed off each other. So yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Now we're going to see a little uh, peek inside Nate's life. Yeah. Yeah. A little, <laughs> she just woke up from her. She just, you know, as she's woke up from her, from her nap, you know, she's here, but Aww. yeah. Um, I would show her right now, but she's she's very shy. She's gonna start crying if I show her. You know, she sees people looking at her. But um, but yeah, no. My my last thing, and I, I want to make sure I got this, and I promise this is the last question. But I really wanted to, for you guys to just talk about like the atmosphere at our conference meet. Um, and you know, this year is a little bit different, obviously. But just talk a little bit about the atmosphere and, like you said, why we think. You know, we have the most spirit out of our conference and um, talk about that. <laughs> yeah, definitely oh, yeah. facts, facts. Oh, me? <laughs> wow, Skyax is quite an event. It's what, four days of just swimming your heart out. <laughs> um, there's always people on the other side of the pool cheering you on, you know, go dogs like just everything we have our fun cheers like <laughs> like weird cheers um yeah like I said like I, there's always someone cheering you on it doesn't matter who's in the pool like there's gonna be someone at the end of your lane and you don't see that with every other team also our colors are a lot better than those um <laughs> and Skyhawks is obviously stressful like any swim meet that's, I don't usually stress in my life, and that is definitely a part when I stress because I just want to do well. Um, but it's also probably the most fun four days of the whole year, probably, honestly. Um, and then you get to see your results, and you get to see how your hard work had paid off all season, and that's why you're there. Yeah, definitely. Best four years of the year, four days of the year, for sure. <laughs> Um, you know, and it, it always falls right around spring break. So this year we were lucky enough where right when we were done with Skyax, it was spring break. So that was nice. Um, you know, you just finish all your schoolwork and just focus on swimming for four days. And that was, um, it's a dream, you know, just focus on sports. And, uh, and a little side note, me and a bunch of the seniors, we also did a Cabo trip right after that to celebrate our retirement. So uh, another aspect of how close we are. <laughs> yeah, seeing pictures on Instagram, it looked like you guys have fun. I don't like you guys oh, yeah. have fun. Yeah. What would you say to the prospective student athlete who would, uh, who's thinking about, you know, maybe, you know, like, somehow through Instagram or maybe having a conversation with Leslie or myself, who's considering, you know, maybe applying to Redlands, but, you know, they're also considering, you know, maybe a larger school like you were, uh, Reese, as far as Cal Poly Slow, you know, maybe not swimming or they're really good swimmer, you know what I mean? So they have options um, as far as, you know, across different divisions. Like, what would you say to either one of those type of students um, as far as like why they should consider Redlands? I would say just hit up guys on the team or girls on the team, you know, like I wish I would have reached out to people and just heard from their point of view. You know, and even if you're the fastest guy ever, like we had a guy this year, Blake, you know, he's a freshman and he killed it, right? And he was placing, like he was, he got on the podium, right? If yeah. I'm not mistaken, you know, or a guy like Sam Ayers, right? He got- he All conference, a, yeah. All yeah. conference as a freshman and sophomore. You know, I bet that feels pretty damn good to sit up there on the podium as a, so, as a freshman and sophomore, you know? So even if you are the fastest swimmer, like don't look down on it at all because our conference is so fast. You'd be surprised. But I would just say hit up, hit up guys or girls on the team and, uh, you know, ask them about their experience. And usually, like, Wes will have, like, one of our teammates call someone that's thinking about coming to or text them. Because I've texted a few, I think, freshmen now. Um, I, I was texting recruits last year, I guess. Um, and I had, yeah. when I was thinking about coming here, too, and I had people texting me, which was really cool. It shows, like, we care a lot, you know putting in the effort yeah no definitely and you know like i think 
I do my best to tag um, a lot of the the like if we if you see a post you know like like this we'll have clips of this on the Instagram and you know I'll definitely tag you guys and so I think you guys are super open to you know random DMs from prospective student athletes you know asking questions or you know if you guys have the numbers texting you know I think we do a good job of that um, but yeah I think just overall the you know the vibe is always super welcoming, you know, and, you know, all of, all of our, you know, incoming freshmen, as far as our women and our men who are freshmen now, they've, that's the one thing they've said, you know, so I definitely think it's the icing on the cake. Well, this has been super fun, man. Like I, I, every time I do this, I have more fun, you know, so I, I need to do it more often. I really appreciate you guys. Like you guys gave up so much insight as far as, you know, math on campus, Redlands in general, the swim and dive team. So I really appreciate it. Um, any last words, you know, how can people get a hold of you? You can give, you know, if you're, if you're willing, of course, you can give specific, like how can people get a hold of you, Reese, as far as um, your email or your Instagram account? Yeah, just look me up on Instagram, ReeseCo11, or on LinkedIn. Just look up ReeseCo and hit me up, and uh, I'd be more than happy to help out anyone. But uh, I hope we are able to help out some pr prospective students today, and uh, thanks for having us, Nate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, thank you. It was fun. Yeah. No, it definitely was fun. Definitely was fun. And so the last thing is I'm going to ask you guys and you guys can text me this, you know, once we get offline. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to keep this for the, for um, this season. This is like season two, you know, of the show, but um, I may keep it. So I'm going to ask you this question. You guys got to pick a song, you know, um, and this song is supposed to remind you of either Redlands in general, campus in general, or the swimming dive team at Redlands. But you guys both have to agree on a song and I might post it depending on how I'm going to go do some research as far as Spotify and all that good stuff. Me and Courtney so. have a pretty opposite music taste. So we'll see. <laughs> but, Reese uh, loves his country. Oh, you know it. <laughs> are you? Are you... <laughs> well, that's not a joke. No way. No. I, I realized that wasn't a joke. I realized that wasn't a yeah, joke. No way. Your country, fit in with country the man. Yeah, I fit in. And you're, and you're not, Courtney? You're, oh, you're no. Not even a little oh, bit? No, no, no. You can't understand no, no, the no. word that they're saying, and it's because it's all bleeped out. So, <laughs> no, I like R and B. R and B is my favorite by far. Oh man, right. we'll think of something though. Yeah, think of something. Think of something. Um, yeah, think of something for me. Think of something for me. If not, was, then I'll I'll figure out something. Who let the dogs out? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I feel like we used to play that on the bus. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, our it's man. our mascot too. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, no, this was a pleasure. And like I said, if you guys need anything, um, definitely, you know, like I said, I encourage you, Courtney, you know, definitely always stay connected with Reese, man. It sounds like he's, you know, on, a, on the on the fringe of some connections, you know, with uh, the stats, would you say stats in the NFL? So uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. But yeah, I'll let you guys go. Um, thanks again, okay? I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Nate. Thank you. All right, talk to you soon. Talk to you later. Another fire episode in the books. Thanks to Courtney and Reese. We will definitely be back soon for another episode. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Underdog Show. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and subscribe on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast so that you don't miss out on our next episode. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel if you're a visual person. And each episode will be hosted to posted to YouTube as well. So like, comment, subscribe, and share. All that good stuff. I'm Nate Harding, and as always, it's a great day to be a Bulldog.